bit deep. I'm Sophie. And I'm Eden. And we're your emotional friends who like to get deep, embrace the cringe, and unpack the unique personal journeys of life as a young adult. So this week's episode is a goodie. We're chatting all about commitment phobias, what they mean, how it impacts your life, and even share some of our own stories about our commitment issues and how we've overcome them. But first, we're going to unpack last week's episode and the question box that we put up. You guys put your input in this week. So last week's episode was all about alleviating stress and nailing your routine. So 70% of you said that you already have an active daily routine or weekly routine. 65% said they struggle with priorities when they're stressed. And we had a bit of a um, halfway mark for the next question. So we had 40% often find themselves overwhelmed a lot of the time and 45 either say, they're one or the other. So they're either super chill and then extremely stressed and there's just no in between. So it was a good insight to see how you guys felt about the topic and where you guys are all at. Yeah, I'm definitely that last one. I said um, I'm either like quite stressed and highly, not highly strung, but like feeling a lot, everything's a bit overwhelming or like super chill, I find. So it was cool to see um, how other people are I always love seeing where people sit because we're talking about something and we want to know if people are feeling similar. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's the whole point. We want to like relate to you guys. We want to talk about things that are relevant. That's why we do this question and we really appreciate like you guys um, adding in your little points and even sharing back. I think we put like what people want to improve what's something people want to add into their lives and a few people said like reading they want to read more they want to spend more time with family and friends put themselves out there more um I know me personally like actually my deep dive this week if we're ready to get into that is about so kind of connected to last week's topics so I was thinking about my priorities and what I want to achieve for the rest of the year and what I want to spend more time to what I need to add into my life maybe and I really want to adventure more and it's so hard at the moment Mm. to be able to do that I find because I know I'm working full-time and I got so much on and my boyfriend and I do long distance so our most of our money is spent on making that work um so you really think about how you can add ways into your life and mine was I want to do more outdoors things Because it's just so nice. Even this morning, I went to the park, sat in the park, walked around, looked at the leaves. It was so beautiful. So I want to do more things like that. And that's my deep dive because I I went to the beach last week. It was amazing. Like You just feel life is so much more, uh, has so much more enrichment, I find, when you are spending that time outdoors. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. It's just about, I guess, creating more space in your life and more quiet time because we're usually just so Mm. go-go all the time. So when you really do prioritize that and schedule it in your life, it makes a huge difference. My deep dive this week is a TV series that I've been getting into and it is called Queen Charlotte, A Bridgerton Story. (laughs) Have you seen it? Yes, I started it yesterday on the plane. I downloaded it. And I am obsessed. Yeah. Once we finish recording, I am going to go and watch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for those who haven't seen Bridgerton, it's just, 
I think it is so, so good. It's set in like, I mean, I don't know what era it is. I'm not like super up to date with all the history eras and stuff, but it's like in the old times with the big dresses and all that stuff, but they modernize the show so well. So a lot of it's about like female empowerment and it's set in England, but it's just, it's so diverse and so modern, but still set in such an old time. So it's really, really cool. And they do it so, so well. Like, I just think it's brilliant how they tie two worlds together. It's so amazing. But this show, it's, I mean, I haven't even finished. I'm up to like episode five. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm on three. It's, it's a lot of like heartbreak and it's intriguing. You want to know more and there's like a love story and there's like, it's so much. It's so, so good. So I would definitely recommend that if you haven't seen it already. Yeah, it's unpredictable. I mean, I haven't even watched Bridgerton, so I can't really say maybe I'm watching it with a blind eye, but I find it like, I don't know what's coming which I love. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you have seen Bridgerton, it's all about the queen and her backstory, which I think is cool because when you see Bridgerton, the queen is kind of like a, I guess, separate from the rest of the characters. Is the queen his mum or is Charlotte the queen? Charlotte's the queen. Oh, that makes sense. So yeah, it's cool to just unpack her character more and just see her backstory as well. Very cool. Love it. It's on Netflix, by the way. Cool. So I am going to share my intrusive thought, which I think a lot of people will relate to. It is, it is how the hell are we supposed to save money? How? Someone tell me if you know, because honestly, I'm not like who, I don't understand because I can't, I'm working as much as I can. I am, I swear and there's only so many hours in the day honestly exactly and I've tossed up getting second jobs I've you know because I want to save money I want to buy nice things I want to live my life I think people that save at the moment are people who don't pay rent like the people who have houses their mortgage rates and shit have gone up so much I don't know so my intrusive thought is just like I need to save some money over the next two, three years really badly. How many pay rises can you ask for, you know? So (laughs) (laughs) me every month, hey, so (laughs) I need a pay rise. Um, No, because seriously. It is hard though. It's hard out there these days, honestly. I know. Anyways, not to sound like a freaking poor me, like I'm fine, everyone, chill, but I just am thinking about how the hell I'm going to do that over the next two years, pretty much. Because right now it's not working. Um, Okay, my intrusive thought this week is, so I've had a bit of change happen in my life this week and something that I've been thinking about and realizing is that everything is temporary. And I think this is really relevant you know, a lot of stuff in my life is moving around. And I think I've been just focusing more and more on the good things I do have, because I've just had to because I've had a lot in the air. Um, and it's just made me think about how all of those things aren't necessarily going to be there in a year or two years time. And it's kind of sad, because there's a lot of things about my life that I really do love. And that's not going to be the case. And so it's just kind of like a bittersweet feeling and appreciating the things you have and loving them, whether that's the people or the circumstance you're in or whatever it is, but also knowing that one day you won't have it anymore. And it's just kind of like 
made me think about it a bit and also appreciate what I do have, but also kind of just try and live in the now a lot more and not sort of take things for granted as much as I probably have been. So yeah. I love that. That's that's fine. That's a good one. That's actually something that's relevant for me as well right now. So that was good. Today's topic, we are talking about our generation's issues with commitment. We will touch on how it affects our lives, what to look out for in yourself and others, what it is, and different ways we can experience and overcome it. So commitment phobia can include a fear of commitment across several different areas of your life, not just romantic relationships. It can include a fear of deep friendships and a reluctance to commit to a job or career or location. So it can involve difficulties in making important decisions in all areas of your life. However, people that have commitment phobia usually aren't afraid of committing to things that don't involve other people. So it's really a fear of intimacy with those around them. So just to clarify, there is actually a difference between knowing what you want to do and not do and also being uncertain about the future and having a commitment issue or phobia yeah so they're not the same you can decide that you don't want to do something that is fine yeah. but ifing and umming and ahhing about something all the time yeah so for example if you decide you don't want to have kids or you don't want to get married that's a decision that's not necessarily being commitment phobic commitment phobic is when somebody wants to get married and says they want to get married and want to have kids but then they kind of string you along and make excuses not to do it so they're actually scared of the commitment of that act and it doesn't always have to be relationship related but it's more so the back and forth toing and froing and not being able to make their mind up well people who do struggle with this it's going to come into their relationships so that's why we probably will be touching mostly on relationships because it affects the other person even if even if you have commitment issues full stop it is going to come into your um romantic relationships or your friendship relationships so and it's important to identify if the person you're with is struggling with this or if you struggle with it so that you can either you know decide how to help the other person or know what the other where the other person's at and make boundaries for yourself as well so it's really important to be able to identify this in yourself or others yeah and you can know if something's not right for you but there is a certain point where the issue does become self-deprecating because you can lose people or people you love because you never fully make things you want in life happen because you're too busy like caring about the what ifs or not wanting to commit because you don't know what you want in the future or whatever yeah so we want to touch on this because we think that we've seen it a lot in our generation you see it a lot um around you I know Mm. like we both have and it can be an issue for everyone involved yeah not just you but if you if you struggle with it it's, it's really good to identify so that you can do the work you want to do or so you can put boundaries in place, you know, for yourself and not not self-deprecate. Yeah. Yeah. I do think as well it is very more so specific to our generation. It's very common with Gen Z and millennial generation. So that's from any age between 11 to 26 is Gen Z and 27 to 42 is millennial. So it's a huge age range. However, it's really stemming from our previous generations and 
when you look at those generations, there wasn't this big fear of commitment, especially to do with like marriage and big life events as there is now. So it's really interesting to see where, why this has changed um, and where it stems from. Yeah, well, it is interesting because like you said, people were less scared to commit maybe, but I think because they might have even jumped into things so quickly, we now are reaping the opposite end of that where it's like we're almost too scared to jump into anything at all. We know how massive the divorce rate has been in the past 10 years, like 10 years ago. Interesting enough, it's actually declining the divorce rate. But that would be because less people are committing. I think there is elements of the divorce rate in uh, in baby boomers and those generations before us that have traumatised our generations of not wanting to commit. But there's also aspects like social media and the dating game has changed. There's more people are more disposable than they used to be. And also the cost of living is another thing and more opportunities for women as well. So people are wanting to, girls are wanting to work more and start their careers. So there's a lot of aspects that go into this. It's not just our traumas, but I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, so personally, like, we will touch on what we've actually experienced. And I personally wouldn't say that I do have commitment issues, but I do see it in a lot of people around me. And it has confused me and impacted me in relationships. But obviously, like, you do struggle with it every now and then, but I wouldn't say that I do have it. I come from a divorced family and my upbringing as a child was very secure and stable. And then when I reached my teenage years, that was kind of just obliterated. So my parents divorced and that kind of fairy tale I thought was real and possible was kind of just thrown back in my face. So I kind of got this impression that having a stable relationship forever is not real that was more so the impression I got from my own upbringing. So it led me to not really want to get married or have this, I guess, ideal relationship. But in recent years, being in a long-term relationship now and knowing myself and kind of checking myself, going through therapy and doing the work, I know that I do want marriage and I do want a family and I do want kids so it's actually an intrinsic deep fear of commitment that is holding me back from actually doing those things so it's not fair to my partner if I don't do the work to overcome this so it is a huge problem but I do think it's something that a lot of people can relate to. I do think that's why it's so important for us to talk about this though Mm -hmm. because it's not just people who have come from divorced families and you may think that because your you know your parents have been together that you may not struggle with this we want to go through and see the different aspects that can lead to these kind of commitment phobias and Soph's story is just one like Soph and I have similar stories and I actually crave commitment more because of my story yeah so it's so interesting to see how it has bled into our generation and our lives yeah so we want to discuss some of the reasons why we do have these commitment issues so number one i think is stemmed from family issues whether that be divorce or abandonment um, or any traumatic events that have happened makes people less open to trust and to bring somebody into their lives and to give themselves fully to someone it becomes a really scary and vulnerable process 
I think, I mean, we briefly touched on this before, but the divorce rate climbing in past generations is another huge reason, which is tied to family issues. It can also stem from career traumas. People can have actual career traumas where maybe they've put themselves 100% into something and it has not been the result that they hoped for. So they have given themselves and dedicated themselves to this career or life path, say, and it has not worked out how they expected. So therefore, the commitment thing comes through and it kind of manifests in a way that they're scared now to recommit to something because of the career trauma, say, that they have been through. Yeah. Um, I think that is something that people probably... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think this is really telling at our age, especially in sports and in maybe creative industries where yeah. if you've been working on it since you're a child and it's all you've ever known in your entire life and then you suddenly reach your 20s and you either get injured or, you know, you're not making it any money and you're trying to progress in your life and career and it kind of becomes this depression in your life, like that you, you've you missed a big part of yourself because it's all you have, you've ever known. So that can really impact people and make them feel unstable. Yeah, and have a commitment phobia. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Another big reason why people have commitment issues these days is the fear of missing out and everybody wanting to live life to the fullest, having this fear of settling down and just wanting to do everything and have this dream life that we see across, I feel like it's very greatly stemmed from social media and our comparison culture. Yeah, we wouldn't want to settle down because we haven't experienced every single life venture that we want to experience before we quote unquote settle down. Yeah. Um, Because we, I don't know, we believe that you can still live your life while committing to these these life changes. Yeah. And you can still, if you find the right person, you should be able to do all of the things you want. Yeah, like traveling, you know, if you like going to festivals, there's no reason to say that committing to a job or committing to a person is going to stop you from doing and living your life to the fullest. And I think that's a huge issue as well is that people feel that they, if they do commit to a job or they do commit to a person that they lose an element of themselves. Yeah. And I think these days as we're brought up to be selfish and to look out for yourself and love yourself first, which is very true, we kind of get this fear of losing ourselves in something and we put ourselves first. Yeah, well, it might seem like too much. It's like the pressure of committing to someone. They can't bear of not putting themselves first all the time. So the commitment of branching out and putting yourself in someone else's life fully yeah. is just too much to bear because you've been focused on yourself for so long now. Yeah, and it is scary. Like that's a vulnerability issue, right? Yeah. Like you have to really, like giving your entire self to someone, you know, that's and committing to a future, that is a scary thing. And divorce wasn't a big thing until the most recent generation. So when people do get married now, there's still that option of divorce later on. It's not so much that it's marrying is much of a big commitment as it used to be. Well, we were talking before and it's like, if you're moving in with someone and you're being in a long-term relationship, if you have literally said, oh, I don't want marriage, fine, right? That's like we said, it's a decision. But also you pretty much are married when you're in a long-term relationship living together. You don't have the piece of paper, right? Mm. I know that. But, like, 
they still can take what you own. It's yeah. still a divorce. Yeah. You still have kids together. Yeah. You still like, are you just afraid of that little extra commitment of the title marriage? Yeah. Or is it something you've decided in your relationship that you both don't want? Mm. I know. I think like, it's what's a... the difference between having all of the benefits of a marriage and getting married? So it, it's interesting to see that people are choosing these de facto relationships more and more than they are. A marriage yes right pretty much we know that commitment phobia can have negative impacts in our lives mm. we want to touch on some issues so obviously questioning a relationship constantly to the point where it interferes with the relationship or causes emotional distress could definitely suggest that you have a commitment fear and I think also to tell if your partner maybe has a commitment issue if you're the one that's always giving yourself into the relationship and you're trying to plan the future and they're always they're kind of giving you little I guess sprinkles but they won't actually make the plans or want to set in stone anything with you that could be a fear of commitment because they might love you and want you in their lives but they're just so scared of what could happen that they kind of make excuses for anything to actually happen, right? Yeah, it's like a blasé answer. Yeah, they kind of they kind of brush over the conversation, or they just like making excuses for why that can't happen now. Mm-hmm. And I think early on in a relationship, that's okay for so long. But when you, it, the issue is if they are stringing you along, it comes to like six or to ten years, and everything's great in the relationship, but they're just so scared to actually commit to you. If this is something you want in the relationship if you are wanting to get married and they keep pushing it further and further well I think that's the important part about actually just sitting with yourself and thinking about is this something that I might struggle with because your decisions your lack of decision rather is actually going to impact the people you cross paths with whether it be relationships friendships whatever yeah because you can't commit then they're time is either wasted yeah or they're confused all the time yeah it's not a good position to be in and also I think that it's just important for us to think about if we are the problem also some ways it could affect your life is that if you are constantly putting this off and not committing to anything then you can limit your progress as a person because you're constantly jumping around you're not actually disciplining yourself to something that is going to benefit you long term so whether that is a career that aligns with you or it's a person that you love and that you want in your life you could actually self-jeopardize yourself and that person could leave because you're not giving them what they need you're not you know giving them so you see it like you see it how especially like females males i would say most of the time um the female will be like well i'm leaving yeah and then maybe they'll realize that they want that person or just break up and not get back together but then Mm. that female has just had her time pretty much wasted yeah expressed being like this is what I want do you want this yeah but the person isn't the person says they want that but then they do nothing about it so they the other person has hope that it will happen one day and it just goes on forever well it's like what you said at the start it's like you got to put in the work now yeah because you realize yeah there's something you think about and you struggle with yeah 
and because you're putting in the work your relationship is better off for it well completely and i mean it's just about being open with your partner right if this is something you struggle with or you think your partner struggles with talk about it and see if they are willing to do the work or check yourself and if you are willing to do the work because you can do that together and you can support each other along that journey but if one person isn't willing to do the work then you're either the other person's either going to have to accept that the person will never change and that they might not get married or have the things they want. And so they have to choose if they want that person over marriage or over children, or if they want those things. And if they do, then they need to decide whether they're willing to do the work or let that person go. Yeah. Yeah. And they can also have commitment in new life ventures as well. Like even in um, buying a house, doing something that's financially uh, a new life stepping stone, say, Mm. because it might not be like what they imagined or might not be like what they had in their head. Even marriage, like everyone has their own idea of what a relationship is, but it might not be exactly what you pictured. So you kind of need to figure out, am I just self-deprecating? Yeah. Because it might not have been what I thought it was. Yeah. Or is it actually me stopping myself from stepping out and actually making Mm. a new life change? And I think this comes down to a little bit as well. You question what if, right? So you're always asking yourself, this person's great and I want to get married, but what if it doesn't work out? What if they're not the right one for me? What if this? What if that? And there's actually, so we looked up, we did a bit of research, and there's some very interesting statistics about this. So actually 40% of millennials aren't sure whether their current partner is the one for them. So keep in mind, millennials at this stage in 2023 are 27 to 42 years old. Yeah. Um, that's huge. So that's 40% of people who have a partner and they're not sure if they're the one for them. So this is, in, I feel like we can unpack this a bit because there's, who is the one, right? Do we even believe yeah. in the one? Like, I think there's multiple people you can be compatible with and it comes down to a choice. Like if you, if you and this person are both willing and able to, confidently step forward and be in a partnership and you get along and you're able to communicate and work well together and you want the same things in life that's what makes a yeah along with like like, you have chemistry yeah you can hold converse like those simple things you will know if you are compatible with someone yeah and think about does that make them the one i feel like to a degree it does yeah because the one is such a it's a pressuring word right it's such a big word i I mean like there's so i reckon it just is who you end up choosing yeah and like you think about the ways that you cross paths with people obviously if a relationship comes to an end and you've both decided that and that's what it is then they're gonna go out and find another person that's better suited to them than yeah. you maybe were because you had to end for somewhat reason. Exactly. But if there is no reason limiting you yeah. and your relationship is healthy and you love each other and you're having, you're enjoying who they are as a person and growing together, mm. I don't see why you wouldn't think they are the one for you. Yeah. And that I just... think that's where this commitment issue comes in is because there might be someone in your life who's amazing and who you do love and who you give your all to but there's still you're still keeping them at arm's length right yeah and it's like this constant you're self-deprecating because it's this constant battle internally toying up of 
if you can see them long term. Yeah. I think you should naturally be able to see that. But also every relationship does have struggles. And I think that you would know if you have a healthy relationship or not. Like surely mm. you surely you can look through and be like, does this person treat me well and with respect? Yeah, and yeah. there are a reason people break up. Like if someone if you're actually not happy or if you're yeah. just like, uh, I don't know if I can see myself with this person long term, like that's that's up to you. Like yeah. that's about like your intuition and knowing. But if you are in a beautiful relationship, why can't they be Yeah, the if one? you're two imperfect people trying to make yeah a good life together yeah I think what more can you kind of ask for life is so complicated but also not the commitment phobias will come in and kind of interrupt something that can be beautiful um I have this friend and her and her boyfriend have been together for about four or five years I think it's coming on five and I know that she wants marriage and she wants that and he just can't seem to know if she's the one and 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 they seem like they have a great relationship like it it just doesn't make sense to me like I don't even mean the one I mean like he can't seem to commit to her yeah and I don't really obviously like everyone's timelines are different but four or five years having a good relationship they're in their late 20s okay they're past 25 yeah And, and obviously you know we're not saying rush marriage but the fact that he can't even decide that he can see a future with her yeah yeah Yeah. that's what kind of stumps me I'm just like do you maybe does he maybe have a commitment issue obviously I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship and this is just from her perspective yeah but it is like and that's the thing right it's fine if you are unsure and uncertain about the future nobody is certain about the future like no we don't know no if you even are the most in love person you have zero equipment issues and you're both getting married like nobody knows like what will happen there's yeah. always a chance that they it won't work out cheat on you and yeah ruin, like, like you have never can, person. You exactly don't know. you can never control everything so i think it just comes down to understanding why what's holding you back yeah Another interesting statistic is 15% of millennials wonder if they would stumble across someone better than their current partner. (sighs) So this is kind of like grass is greener. Yeah. I think that most of the time an issue that arises in that relationship will then arise again in the relationship. Yeah. Even if it was a different person, right? Yeah. So say this person um, doesn't open up, right? And you're trying to get them to open up. Their next partner is going to then have that issue they're going to have that issue again because they're not opening up. You need to open up. It's just a fact of being in a growing relationship. Yeah. Because how are you supposed to learn and grow or whatever if that person cannot open up? Yeah. So I think you just have to remember that, yeah, the grass isn't greener and you need to keep growing and work on any issue that you have. Yeah. And obviously if there's someone who does not want to work on themselves, well, they're probably not a great partner also though there is a balance of work in a relationship your relationship shouldn't be like no work 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 your relationship should offer enjoyment fun light-hearted like positive things to your life and if it is more work than not for an alonged amount of time because obviously there are struggles and you go through hard times then you know that's something you have to weigh up and assess yeah, we've literally turned this into a yeah, I know. relationship <laughs> therapy session. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. The next 
latest statistic we found is that 29% of millennials lack the confidence to navigate through a relationship for more extended periods. That's almost 30%. And then 10% of millennials can't even imagine being in a relationship with just one person for the rest of their lives. Yeah. But that's probably just people who don't actually want to get married and don't know it. That's true. Like that might not just be homophobia. Yeah. And also people who are more inclined to be in like polyamorous relationship you know there's lots of diverse people out there so we got to remember that but I do think that navigating through a relationship over an extended periods of time that comes with the periods of how you grow as people especially in your 20s Mm. the amount of shit you have to go through as a person it's a lot of healing it's a lot like obviously your relationship isn't going to be so joyous every month it's really hard to find a partner at this age and i think this goes into our fear of commitment at this age right in our generation because at this age it's hard to find someone who you can partner alongside and go through the healing process with yeah like a lot of the time and this is specific to relationships but a lot of the time this phase of life is healing in yourself and self-discovery so when it comes to like relationships I mean, it is a lot of hardship sometimes at this age because everyone's just figuring things about about yourself. And I think if you can bring that to the table with someone, uh, talk about it, and then the next day laugh, like move on, have a laugh, then, you know, what more can you want? Because you're growing and you're having an open conversation. You're just your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. So I think committing to things shows integrity from a person, right? And it helps you develop as a person naturally, kind of like what we touched on in that conversation before. Like mm. you do grow and you do well, work and that, through things. In, in an instance of just going to the gym, right? You go to the gym and you commit to it for a month. It helps you grow in your health. You're just showing up and you're committing to it and you're growing in that area. If and you're you not commit... shying away. Exactly. And it's and that comes to, I think, when you actually invest in someone or something, it offers your future a greater sense of accomplishment and satisfaction. Like if you are going to commit to a person, like a relationship or a big trip a overseas, big trip overseas, like you after like five years in or two years in, you're going to look back and say, wow, I did that. Yeah. And then it gives you, it kind of heals that issue. Like you just kind of have to make the first step yep. and choose. And then, you know, when you do it, you kind of look back and you're like, oh, wow, I am capable of this. It's not as scary as I thought. And then you can commit to other things and it actually gives you so much value in life as well. Yes, it definitely brings you a sense of accomplishment and it also helps you bring more connections into your life and stability. And I know, you know, people have fear of stability and stuff. I feel like we've both kind of been through that phase. Um, But it can be very rewarding. And if you're always questioning and throwing around what ifs, Like, how are you supposed to develop those deep emotional connections that are so amazing and beautiful? Fundamental. Yeah, like friendships. Like, if you are just moving around, throwing stuff around, you literally... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Throwing things around. (laughs) Anywho, if you're not... What am I trying to say? If you're not... You're moving around and you're not committing to anything. Yeah, so mentally, mentally, (laughs) you are actually limiting yourself from a possible great future. 
because yeah. it can bring quality of life, help you mature, help you develop and open new doors. Yeah, 100%. That you never knew were possible. Yeah, and it helps you live a more full whole life, I think, as well. Yeah, and this, like, fear can also bleed into other areas of our lives, which we did touch on. Mm. But I think that if you identify that you do have this, say, commitment phobia, you will probably see it show up in different areas, not just relationships, like we said, because you might be single and you might be thinking, "Mm, I can't even commit to going on a trip or I can't even commit to, I don't know. Something people can. Oh, okay. Well, my roommate, we have a running joke because she really struggles to commit to gym memberships. <laughs> like, it's, I've lived with her for over two years now, and she has not been able to commit to a gym membership. Every gym she goes to, she's like, oh, I just can't sign the contract. I just can't do it. And I am like, why? Because I know she's not going to move. Like, I've known that. But she just, she's like, what if I move in a month? Like, what if, and I'm like, it's the what ifs, right? Yeah. But it's interesting. It comes from a bigger place. And, you know, she's always getting the month to month, like, gym contracts. So, yeah, it's not just in larger scales, like, long term Yeah, that's such a, like, simple. Yeah. Um, yeah, analogy. But yeah. it's just, it's just recognizing the signs, I think, and identifying if you do have struggles in that area as well. But on paper, and this is something that's helped me think about it, right? It's actually so simple. The actual act of committing to something is so simple. Like you just make the decision and you show up and it's just a disciplinary activity. Like you just show up and you do it. Whether you've been wanting to go on a health kick and like, you know, make better decisions for your life. Yeah, Yeah, whatever it is, um, that is going to help you benefit your life and your overall experience. Then... You just have to do it and implement those things. I think kind of simplifying it and not overthinking the whole what if, what if this, what if that, or the grass might be greener or is this person right for me? Like you just have to dull it back to what your values are, what you want out of life and work towards those things, even if they are scary. And sometimes it might be just a step of faith to do something and see how it worked out and that's what life's all about is that you make mistakes and you learn from them and you actually can't make a wrong decision because if you decide to do something that you think will benefit you and you're putting yourself out there and challenging yourself to overcome this commitment phobia then you will know if that decision was right or wrong but at least you proved to yourself that you can do it it comes back again to your values does this person align with your values does this career align with what you want you know, you need to differentiate between not knowing what the future may hold, which none of us do, and generally being fearful to commit to the things, the normal things of life. Mm. No one wants to be held back by their own issues. Yeah. We want to grow. We want to move forward. Mm. And honestly, when are we ever ready for anything? Yeah. You know, there might be some amazing career opportunity where you're like, oh, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, or it might be the decision to commit to your partner. It's like, are you ready? Probably not. Mm. Or having a baby even, that's an mm. extreme um, but real decision. Yeah. You you probably never are ready, but you're showing up yeah. and you're committing. And if it is something you want, like if you do want to have kids and you're in the life stage where you feel like you could have kids but you just don't feel ready and you're holding yourself back and your partner's ready, 
like maybe that's something that you need to talk to your partner about and overcome together and make those steps to because you don't want to look back and regret not doing the things that you really wanted in life so yeah and life is about the simple Mm. things and the people around you and just enjoying what you have so nurturing and putting into your everyday, the people around you, your relationships, committing to them is reflection of a fulfilling life. Hey guys, welcome to Asking for a Friend. What have we got to ask out for our friend this week? Well, I'll tell you. So we have put up, is arguing healthy? quote unquote, in a relationship. Yeah, in italics. So the results were 79% said, of course, and 21% no, it's toxic. Very interesting. Mm. What's your thoughts on is is it healthy to argue in a relationship? Come, tell me so. Um, what do you reckon? Okay. I'm trying to think of what I would think of this like four years ago before I was in a long-term relationship. I think back then the only fights I'd really had or like argues that argues arguments I'd had in a relationship were quite toxic. So the relationships that I had had that weren't as toxic, we didn't really argue because we were never long and together long enough to really, I guess, find something to argue about. So I think I would used to think it was toxic, but now I'm in a long-term relationship with someone who is polar opposite to me in like every single way possible we've gone through periods where we've argued a lot but not in a toxic way like it's just because we're such different people that we just think so differently about things and sometimes we'll disagree and it has taken a bit of maturity in the relationship to kind of just figure out what is worth arguing about and what's not but it's not like a bad thing. I feel like if you're just two people who are around each other all the time, you're going to argue. Like, I just feel like it's going to be a normal thing. What about you? Yeah, I think um, I have a similar view. Obviously, there is a line of arguments that becomes toxic. As in, if you cross over the line of it being not a civil disagreement, say, then it can become mm. toxic. Like, Arguing with arguing with name calling, swearing, yelling, shit like that. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like that's not yeah, cool, you're right? So right? And depends on the argument. Like when my where my mind goes with toxicity, argue, arguing, it's when something bad's happened, right? Or someone's yeah, done okay. something wrong. But I haven't been in like I haven't had children. I don't know that those types of arguments. I, I get that being around someone and having those tensions could lead to arguments. And do I think it's not, do I think it's toxic? I, I, I don't know. I think you need to speak with it, to each other with respect. So I think that arguing, as long as it's within um, no yelling and there's certain respect that's had in the argument, I think it's healthy. Does that make sense? I would agree with that. I think there's a healthy line of being able to feel like you can bring up your thoughts or not agree with your partner and have yourself still be heard. Whereas like, it shouldn't always be met with disagreements and toxicity. Like there should be a line where your partner like is listening to you and hears you as well. So yeah, I agree. Like I think to a level, 
arguing is healthy but I don't think it should be in a toxic way like no like name calling and stuff like you said but I think it's healthy to just you know disagree and come to agree to disagree with someone you know if you and your partner know how to work through arguments that is great like if you are disagreeing know how to work through that disagreement whether that is to agree to disagree which is really hard to do by the way yeah (laughs) but if you if you both can kind of put the other person put them first and agree that you're both different humans and you have a little maybe it's a little bit of a tiff until you get to that point that's all natural it's not just going to be a smooth combo every time yeah exactly if you're listening to your partner and I think it's helpful to just see it from their perspective like you might might both think you're right about something but like is it really that big of a deal yeah like you know like if not like it might be something as silly as like they're watching you okay this is something that's actually happened to me (laughs) but I would literally be cutting a block of cheese and then he'll be like oh my god I can't believe you cut cheese like that and then but then I gotta use the cheese and it's cut wrong anyway so this is like a scenario where cutting the cheese is not a big deal you know and you kind of have to (laughs) (laughs) it is actually hard when you're both quite strong-headed like if you genuinely think you're right and the other person genuinely thinks they're right far out that is difficult like it is hard to come to a point that's why i mean by if you both have the skills to kind of come to a point where you're both being respected that's a good skill to have Yeah, that's where it should always come back to yeah Yeah. because i reckon that is the main thing for healthy arguing Mm is both coming to a point where you both feel respected, which is difficult to do if it's actually a serious topic. Yeah, agreed. Anyways, guys, stay tuned for next week. Um, Asking for a friend. It will be posted on Friday. And, of course, remember to give us a follow on Instagram if you haven't already because that's where we post all of our question box and asking for friends and you guys can get involved. And also, please review us on your podcasting platform um it's just at the top the little star just click on it and then give us a little rating or on apple it's at the very bottom it's kind of hard to find so go down to the bottom and we'll be back next week so thank you for tuning in and we'll see you soon bye bye